Brandy. And I'm Claire. And you're listening to Killer Vibes, a true crime podcast. So welcome back to episode three, five, four, four. Yeah. <laughs> okay, no, it's episode five, but it is part four. Oh, episode. Okay, yes. yeah, yeah. So we're, it is episode yes. five. Yes. So we were both correct. Um, <laughs> so we're talking about the murder of Arliss Perry. We've just talked about our two main suspects, Bruce and Steven. There's one suspect in particular that seems to be pretty Bruce, obvious. Yeah. It's not Bruce. So um, I'm constantly praising the advancements of DNA technology. And this is just another case where we can, you know, attach DNA and genealogy research to this. Obviously, the Golden State Killer is sort of like the pivotal case in the beginning of um, using DNA through specifically the genealogy websites, which is really clever. Um so, in this case, the Santa Clara Sheriff's Department were able to test the semen sample found on the pillow, um, which had been tested several times to no avail, um, but now they have the technology to test it and accurately get the DNA profile. So, I'm pretty sure uh, the department got a sample of Crawford's DNA when they reopened the case in 2018. So, they kind of like re- um, interviewed all of the people that they had originally talked to just so that they could get everyone's DNA. So Bruce obviously sent in his DNA without question, and then Crawford yes. submitted his Ooh, as well. I bet well. it felt good to have his name officially cleared. Oh, yeah, absolutely. Because, of course, we always speculate that it's the spouse, and rightly so, because often it is the spouse. Literally every forensic files. Oh, my God. Every forensic like, files you episode. you can't find one that it, that's not yes. the case. Oh, my God. And it's it's really funny because they'll get them on, like, blood splatter analysis or something like that and it's just like or like weird setup of a crime scene Mm -hmm. they're like this would never happen yeah you stupid idiot it's like really (laughs) dumb every time yes and it's very very obvious that it's the spouse but in this case I'm actually glad it's not the spouse because Bruce goes on to do some really cool stuff like we mentioned um and if you want to hear about it you can go back and listen to part four um or part three oh god (laughs) part three this is part four um so they brought in Bruce Crawford. They got both of their DNAs, and they would soon find out that Stephen Crawford matched the DNA found on the pillow. Oh my gosh! So, yeah. like, he was not even on my radar. I, know. I just like breezed right past him. <laughs> yeah, he's like kind the of cooperative like... security guard. He was like, mm-hmm. "Hey guys, let me help you out." Like, right? He like immediately calls the police. Even throws in that little detail of I closed 10 minutes late. Like, that makes it yes. really believable. Yes, it's very convincing because, I mean, like, the more they usually say in, like, interrogation techniques, um, stick to the truth as close as possible, only altering those facts that need to be altered. So the fact that he, like, stuck to the truth, yeah, altering the fact that he was late by 10 minutes when in reality he probably left the church at like one o'clock in the morning. Right. Um, after the whole thing was over. And then he locked all of the doors then. And then Bruce shows up at around one o'clock. And right after Stephen has probably left the scene. Oh my God, this could have gone yes. so wrong. I know. It's like just, his timeline. He's like lucky that it worked out that way. I know. It was sort of perfect and horrible at the same time. I hate that it was perfect. Um, so on June 28th, 2018, at 9 a.m., police announced their presence at Crawford's door in San Jose, California. 
Police entered to find Crawford with a gun pointed to his head. That's why you don't announce. Oh my god! I oh my know, god! Oh god. I know. It's pretty bad. You have so, to be like so sneaky. These like mm-hmm. old, gross old serial killers or just killers yes. in general who are like getting caught all the time now, <laughs> or like keep trying to like kill themselves yeah. or run away or just I don't know. It's just. You have to be sneaky. Yeah. You have to be sneaky about it. So the police announced their presence, which they're technically Which I mean, I guess I don't know how. I guess um, I have no critique of this. I'm just annoyed. <laughs> I know. And unfortunately, they back up, but Crawford ended up committing suicide before the police could seize his weapon and talk him down. Um, the incident is being treated as an officer-involved shooting. I'm not sure if it's still actively being treated as such, if they're still investigating the incident. I didn't check. So some people are are not super convinced that Crawford did this because they still want to believe in the super mega cult. Yeah, well, that one's really fun. It is really fun. And I don't blame them for wanting to believe in that because it would just make more sense for all evil to come from one place. But again, like we said, stop looking at the door. I'm sorry. Whenever you look at the door, I get fucking terrified. You're like, this case is like really spooky. (laughs) Like, because every time you look at the door, I have to look over and you have such a direct access. Oh my God, it's so terrifying. Okay, anyway. (laughs) Okay, so, but we know for a fact that Crawford did this. Sorry. So, yeah, obviously the motive is the one thing that people teeter back and forth on. It's not really clear. Um, But there are actually three more unsolved murders that are similar, to an extent, to Arliss's murder um, around and during this time period um, that involves strangulation. And it is possible that Crawford could have committed them as well. So police have obviously not confirmed this connection, but um, there are three murders that happened around Stanford, which involve a, like just, you know, strangulation is the connection. Um, so in 1973, there was the strangulation murder of 21-year-old Stanford grad um, Leslie Perlove, the murder later that year of physics student David Levine, and then Janet Ann Taylor, who was also 21, was found strangled and barefoot in a ditch in early March 1974, and then Arliss would be the fourth victim in October of 1974. So all of these happened around Stanford campus, which Crawford had unlimited access to. So he had keys to every building. He was the night watchman. He closed up a lot of the buildings on campus, and then he opened most of the buildings on campus. So he had a pretty good idea of where everything was located, and he knew where the best spots to like possibly grab someone were. So he could have been involved in all of these killings. Unfortunately, we may not know. Um, because he's dead now. Yeah. <laughs> um, yes. But there's also something that um, I read briefly that stated that um, prosecution probably would have had a hard job of convincing um, a jury um, that the DNA was still sound evidence because it had been tested so frequently by the police that it could have been destroyed a little bit yeah Yeah. so it couldn't have been an accurate representation of a dna profile um so in a way it's kind of a blessing in disguise because crawford could have gotten off on that um argument so the defense could have made a really good case for that so um his suicide was an obvious 
like admission of, of guilt. guilt yeah. So um, in a way, it's kind of like at least we know the end of this case. Or maybe it's not an admission of guilt and he's just like, He's just like, I'm well, just like, here we are. Tired of being the main suspect in this case. Mm-hmm. That's which also is like, something also that like a happens. total bummer if he didn't do it. Yes, because then, of course, we would have said. But then we have his DNA, and it's a semen sample. So even if it was a partial sample, it's a bodily fluid that is like unique to. Yeah, no, he totally did. Yeah, it. he just totally saying. did. It. <laughs> like, I don't want to break that down very much further. <laughs> but um, yeah, anyway. Okay, so. Um, so there were a lot of books in Crawford's house about serial killers as well. Um, and he also knew a lot about religion and was involved in the church. And so he would have had an idea of how to set up the crime scene to kind of look ritualistic. Um, I wonder if he read The Ultimate Evil. That would be hilarious if he read it. What is that? The book um, about the mega cult. Oh, the one you were mentioning? Yes. Yeah, that'd be cool. Because, like, it was published after Arliss's case, obviously, but then, of course, Crawford wasn't apprehended until 2018, and he had all of these books in his house about serial killers. It would have been so funny if he read this <laughs> book and was like, huh, actually, I did I that. I did that So first. this entire book is founded on a false case. <laughs> For a mega cult. Whatever. Um, so anyway. Be like, I feel like he would be very satisfied if that happened. Oh, yeah. Like, he'd be like, if I was creepy and gross, I would be satisfied yeah. with that. Mm-hmm. I mean, like, to think that I got away with it and then people start to largely speculate and think right. that I'm, like, off the off the hook for this. <laughs> anyway. He'd be like, hell yeah. DNA always tells the yeah, truth. Yeah, the cult did it. The DNA. The proof is in the DNA. Proof is in the DNA. I'm, like, waiting for the... Like the day in a really, really long time from now, where like something even more than DNA is discovered. Mm-hmm. Like, and then everyone's just gonna be screwed who's ever committed a crime. Oh my God, I know. Like, something more complicated that is inertly unique yeah. to each individual like, person beyond fingerprints and DNA. Yeah, something we have like no clue of. Cause, like, imagine I kind of like wish I was old enough to like learn what dna like ha- dna not be a thing in part of my life and then it be yes. a thing and like oh my God. understand and that see the process because yeah. that's just like mind-blowing i feel like to i feel like that's like literally mm-hmm. in the oj trial they yes. there's they had dna evidence it was like one of the only or not only one of the first cases that they used dna evidence in and it was like really hard to convince the jury of it because no one knew what DNA was, and people like almost didn't believe that it. it was like too good to be true. Yeah, absolutely. And then obviously, you know the outcome of that <laughs> of that trial, so that could have contributed yeah. to that. Yes, absolutely. Um, it's just so cool to see all the cases that have been solved because of this. Yeah, especially it's the really genetic, exciting. the genealogy mm-hmm. stuff. I'm like yeah. really worried though that it, there's going to be like laws are going to like slowly restrict it and I'm like mm-hmm. just get everyone while you can. Yeah, like, right. Oh my god. <laughs> before it, some like someone sues you. <laughs> right? And I actually wouldn't have a problem like submitting my DNA into a database. Yeah, so, well, like, for them to have access to. The only I mean, have we had this conversation? I don't know, probably. I mean, like <laughs> just like if you do like a private company currently those ones are not being Mm -hmm. used it's specifically it's like ged match which is a public database Uh i think we did talk about this in the zodiac episode but um i mean there are talks about using those more private websites but i don't know how that would work 
consent yeah. consenting wise because you like sign all of these privacy mm-hmm. agreements or whatever. But I mean, I don't really care. Yeah. I don't know. I've never committed a murder, so I'm not really worried about my but DNA. But again, they could plant your DNA somewhere. It could be totally misused, and then yes, like all of these things so could many happen. Things that could happen, and hopefully that won't. But anyway, so um, there's also a, a statement made by that same journalist I had mentioned um, before who said that Crawford could have killed Arliss to kind of like exact his revenge on Stanford University. Um, because he hated the campus. He hated it. After they took away his gun, it's like a weird rejection, which is Again. a lot of foundation for creepy male serial, serial yeah. killers. Um, we need to stop supporting yes. hyper-masculinity and toxic masculinity and yes. support men having feelings <laughs> and dealing with them. I 100% agree. Sorry, I yawned. Um, yes. It is the middle of the night. It is. It's it's early morning. Um, So uh, I'm scared to walk out to the car. Don't say that because then I'll get terrified and we'll we'll have have, to sleep here. We'll have pepper spray drawn. It'll be fine. I do have pepper spray. And you have pepper spray. Mm -hmm. And I have a ginormous water bottle I can use as a club. That would like actually hurt. It would hurt. <laughs> I know. I've thought about that often. I'll I'll like wield it Swing when it I'm around. walking yeah. around. And this has a ton of water in it. Sweet. We're fine. It's the ocean. That's a very satisfying sound. <laughs> <laughs> okay, anyway. So that's what I'm that's my club. Um Okay. So yeah, so he kind of says that. Crawford may have set up her body to look semi-satanic because it was inside of this church. The church was a beloved um, sort of like, like, it's not really icon, but like, what would that word be? Beloved. You know what I'm I'm trying to say though, right? Like a beloved. Symbol? (sighs) Symbol? Maybe. Okay. Well, the church was beloved. <laughs> I think symbol is a good word. Yeah, it was a it was a symbol for the Stanford campus. People flocked there to see the church, um, and so him killing her in this way kind of defiled it. It was like that exacting sense, yeah. his revenge. Um, I don't I don't understand the brutality necessarily though, because you don't see that with any of the other bodies. For those other three cases that are still open. Um, so anyway. But motive's still weird. But we know it was Crawford because his DNA is all over the place. So that's what we have. Um, like I said before, Bruce didn't really say anything about it. He mentioned in like one news outlet that he was um, relieved with the break in the case. And he was very happy that they found this evidence. Um, but yeah. So that's the murder of Arliss Perry. Wow. That was a roller coaster. I know. So thank goodness for DNA. And um, I don't know, like if you're praying in a church alone, make sure there's not a creepy security guard around. I know. That's like, that's what's creepy is that it was a security guard, like the person who's supposed to keep you safe. Like you would not Mm -hmm. be suspecting of that person. But no, again, only trust yourself because everyone else is trying to murder you. (laughs) <laughs> because everyone else is going to kill you. I feel like we're instilling paranoia. Um, you're instilling paranoia in me right now. <laughs> because we're here in the freaking dark and I hate it so much. Okay. Anyway. Well. Thanks, thanks for, for listening. listening. <laughs> Bye. Bye. <laughs>